Hello and welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host Shane Lee. Today on the show, Mark Latham, an Australian politician and the current leader of the One Nation Party in New South Wales. Previously the leader of the Australian Labor Party and the leader of the opposition between 2003 and 2005. Away from politics, he's a sports nut playing cricket and he's a huge supporter of the mighty St George Dragons. And Ben Elias, a former New South Wales and Australian rugby league player playing 234 matches for the Balmain Tigers, 22 state of origins and 14 tests for Australia. Post-career, he's excelled in business, working in telecommunications, property, mining and media. Let's get started. show today, Mark Latham, Australian politician and the current leader of the One Nation Party in New South Wales, and is a huge supporter of the mighty St George Dragons. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Shane. Great to be here, mate. Go the Dragons. Go the Dragons, yes. And a man who's not a dragon, he's a tiger, Benny Elias, a former New South Wales Australian rugby league player. Welcome, Benny. Yeah, mate, good to see you again, Shane. Nice to see you. And it's a pleasure to sit here next to the great man. The Honourable Mark Lathan. Well, speaking of great man, now, Mark, I've got, I've got a slight bone to pick with you. My, my dad, Bob Lee, um, is a big supporter of Mark's, um, and Mark gave him a shout-out on Alan Jones's show, and Mark said he referred to the great Bob Lee mm. and said that the great Bob Lee said the world's gone mad. Now, you've created a monster, mate. He walks around the house saying, saying to my mum, get the great Bob Lee a sandwich. <laughs> well, so he should. So he should. The bloke deserves a bit of service, surely. No, I, I ran into your brother, Brett, at yep. Alan Jones's farewell from 2GB. Yep. And he was saying that uh, the great Bob Lee was a, a, a great fan of Sky News programs. He is. So I said I'd give him a shout-out, worked it in. The world has gone mad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I attributed that to the great Bob Lee. So uh, I hope he's getting the sandwiches on a nice platter <laughs> with a cold beer. <laughs> and maybe, you know, a nice bowl of olives to go with it. And whatever, whatever he wants, mate. You know, let's get fed him about this. He's going to be very pleased with that too, mate. And Benny, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, just while yeah. on that, I'm, I'm also a very big fan of watching uh, Mark on TV on the Sky at night. Mm. Time and uh, and AJ obviously you know it's uh, certainly really really refreshing stuff you know straight to the bone good well that's what the idea of getting you two together today because you've both been real straight shooters Ben yeah. you you've always said what you thought which is refreshing and we know Mark does that as well but mate where are you at I heard recently you're, you're bidding for the Balmain Tigers to to put some money into the club and potentially try and turn the ship around a bit where's that at. Well, I can tell you now, it was just uh, yesterday it got rejected. Okay. Um, we put a very good offer in. I had a, a, two other partners in it. We, we made them a significant offer. Okay. Uh, an offer that they'll never get, I don't believe, again. Unfortunately, they, they said no to it, but I can understand, and I always respect the West Tigers, and they had their reasons behind it. So um, I just thought I could make a difference, you know. I'm very passionate, and I was able in my life to, do, to put back into the club. And, and, and make a difference, you know. For the last decade, we haven't made the top eight, and mm. that's very, very frustrating from a personal point of view and, and, and also from our supporters out there. It's been a real dry spell. And um, I just thought that you know, the whole new structure, new eyes, new ownership and a whole new um, a way of moving forward with, with um, the professional game that we live in now. Mm. And having um, Peter Volandis at the helm with uh, Abdo, with Andrew Abdo also being the CEO, 
That's our crowd in the background there who, who are cheering for... Uh, that's the George supporters. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, the, that's the Titans watching them run three tries in in ten minutes. Oh, no. oh did you see that? Yeah, we were there. I was there with well, my oldest son last... Uh, Hamilton, last, yeah. Last for, Saturday, yeah. For the for tribute for Tommy, you know. Yeah, I went up and got a bucket of chips and I came back, it was 18-0. <laughs> but see, you, you, you were saying just before off-air, Mark, that... Um, that that footy NRL is really united. Uh, you and your son, you can watch you watch sport together. It's 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 made you really yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, when we were living in Cameltown, Oliver went down to Cameltown Stadium to watch the Sharks game, Tigers and Sharks, in '05. And I was saying, oh, you got to support the Dragons, mate. Your old man's team. Yeah. You know the Dragons, rich history, eleven in a row. It'll be a world of pain for you if you support the Tigers. Well, anyway, mm. they win ten in a row after they tail up the. Sharks that day. He's a mad Tigers fan. Yep. They win the comp that year. He's looking at me like I'm the biggest idiot he's ever, he's ever seen. I told him not to support the Tigers. They win the comp. And he says, oh, we'll win the comp every year. I said, oh, let's see how you go. Uh. So now we're experts on the tale of Woe over the past decade haven't, haven't played finals footy. Yeah. So I, I think it's a tragedy they've rejected you, Benny, because they oh, need thanks, a unifying mate. force. Like you could have been the Russell Crowe type impact on the, mm. the Tigers, what he did for the, the Rabbits where they won a comp. They need to unify the club, forget the division Leichhardt versus Cam down, get out to Campbelltown, base themselves there and develop the juniors the way Penrith yeah. have done, into a phenomenally successful team now, the Panthers but you look at the Tigers' talent locally that's gone missing Tedesco, Pappenhausen, you look at yes, guys like Hayne and Falau yep. who grew up in Minto, I mean that's the nursery that's the rugby league future mm. and you could have delivered that with the money, with the resources and, mm. and given them the cattle they need on the paddock to be competitive I, I, it's, it's, it's sad to watch that great club reject what would have been a fantastic opportunity. I like what you said, he could have been the Russell Crowe of Balmain, you could have been Benny Aurelius Maximus, you know, <laughs> father of a murdered son. <laughs> Look, I, I have a very close affiliation with Blocker Roach, in particular, and Ciro, and, and we've discussed this at length in detail, and it certainly is a, uh, a, real, uh, a real shame, because I thought there's a lot of new ideas that we could bring in to, to make it a, a going concern, and, and a real competitive nature, out up, as you're saying, Mark, up at, up at the, uh, in the final and unfortunately it's just gone you know last weekend was extremely disappointing you're right the the second try they scored was from a kickoff yeah I mean we used to do that in under sevens when when you kick off you go to the big bloke and he'd score the try he'd run but this is NRL first grade professional side that get paid you know the salary caps at circa 14 million bucks plus the operations this is a big game and this is professional stuff the tribute to Tommy Radoni because everyone's psyched up and within the first five minutes you get a try scored against you from the kickoff yep. is just unheard of. Yeah. I, I don't know where Madge or the players look at themselves and they say, oh my God, this is just... It's soul-destroying, isn't well, it? I, oh I said goodness. to Oliver, one, one yeah. important tip for the club, stop doing Radonica's tribute days. Yeah. Because yeah. they got towed up shamefully by the Cowboys and the mm. same thing happens against That's the Tigers. That's right. I'm only joking about yeah. Tommy Radonica is, is fantastic, but it just shows the club, not only haven't they got the cattle on the paddock mm. and obviously problems in the halves, but if you're not playing for someone like Tommy Rudonicus, who gave his life mm. to that uh, jumper, if you're not doing it at Leichhardt mm. and you're not doing it at Campbelltown, what, what are you yeah. doing? You know, there's, there's a problem there. There's something missing in the DNA and they needed new leadership, new money, new ideas and a whole new identity to carry the club forward. But, but you know what, Mark and Shane? The Tigers had Woodsy, yep. Moses, yep. Tedesco, Brooks playing and still not making the top eight. Now, you've got to ask a couple of serious questions. I mean, if this is a business, which yeah. it is, 
and you're not getting the results, and you know you're in red ink with players like that. Change you've got to ask. Yeah. You've got to ask seriously. Where do you go? You go straight to the top. Yep. Well, there is a Premiership Tigers team playing mm. for other clubs. Oh, that, 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 that's the talent you've let go and the recruitment by look I'm saying this because yeah. through my son Oliver after mm. that win in 05 we've watched the Tigers for 15 years since uh, we go to probably five games a year live mm. at the ground watch mm. every other on yeah. uh, on TV mm. so um, you might think I'm a politician I'm really a, I'm really a Tigers expert mate. <laughs> no you I'm, are I'm, I'm quite impressed off air there yeah, how, how detailed right. you, you did, know, I, I can tell you the tackle counts Oliver's got all the data no, no for losing really? try scoring right mate we are analysts of the first order and um, and I believe he's studying law at the yeah, moment. Yeah, at, at Wollongong Uni. Fantastic, mate. Wollongong Congratulations. Uni. And I've got to say, for the club, the saddest moments are, and, and this happened against the, the, the Cowboys at Leichhardt, when the young fella, he comes out in the old uh, Tigers strip, the, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the black and gold, the, or, the orange and, and, and black with the, yeah. the V. And when he strips the gear off at halftime, throws it on the floor and goes down to his bedroom wow. distraught. It's only happened twice. <laughs> wow. Once against the Storm when he was really little. They came back and won. Once against the Cowboys. Yeah. It's sad to see someone who's so dedicated to his wow. footy team throw the gear away and he's tempted to give up on them. He never does, of course, but, geez, we've got to do something to fix the Tigers. Because they have been, as a foundation club, mm. along with the Magpies, they are institutions of the oh. league. And it's sad to see what's happened. But you know what, Mark and Shane, I, I, I say this to your listeners, I have spent a fair bit of time with Simon Cook and, and Rick Wade, yep. and I have had a look at the infrastructure and all the development and all the behind the scenes. Yep. They're doing an extremely good job. Okay. I, I say this for the... I know it's frustrating and it's been 10 years, but... They're doing a damn good job, and, and I'm, I'm actually not really upset by the fact that they said no to this because if they continue their path and they have faith in what they, they believe in, it, it, it is, I think, in, in good stead. The, the team is good. The infrastructure, they've got, the, they've got a house of excellence coming up, which is, uh, is extraordinarily impressive, probably the best in all of the AFL or the rugby league world. Mm. This, this, uh, this, this centre of excellence out, out there at Concord is phenomenal. It really is something. But, you know, at the end of the day, the bottom line is, and the bank balance is, is the scoreboard. And at the moment, we're 15 out of 16 clubs. We're yep. 15th. And that's your current well, After nine games. Yeah. You are too generous a person, because I'll put it to you, what sort of dickheads would knock back your <laughs> offer, your passion, your expertise, all the networks and connections you'd bring to the club? Mm. Come on, let's get real about this. Uh, no, no, the dickheads <laughs> on the board... Who I understand are, you know, part Balmain, part West. Yeah. Surely they should be sacked, yeah. handed over to people who know how to run rugby oh, league and, and give give the fans something to cheer for, mate. It's tragic what's going on. Tragic. Yeah, well, you're, you're speaking from our, you know, your son's fanatic. I'm speaking <laughs> from the Eastern Tommy Rudonigus grandstand, newly named at Campbelltown on Saturday mm-hmm. night, watching the bloody uh, ti- mm. the Titans score tries from the kickoff yeah. while I'm getting a packet of chips. Yeah, you know, hey, Mark, that's where I'm speaking from. Yeah, Mark, I want, I want to ask you, Mark. Um, wow. uh, I, I know you you love your cricket as well, and um, like your political career, in your career career, you started as a lefty. You're you're a left arm quick, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Lefty is like in lefty is in yeah. politics, yeah, or lefty is in bowling. See, see, see no, I married that oh, in. Very, very, good. Good. The only very left, good. Only left wing left wing thing I had about me. Yeah. <laughs> so. so uh, Doing the research on you, I, I, I was—I uh, didn't realise you did a lot with Gough Whitlam. You were, you were his research assistant in the early years, weren't you? What, what was that like? 
Well, coming out of uni, I was hit up the arse with a rainbow. I was mm, the luckiest yeah. man on earth. Oh, I was yeah. interested, very interested in Labor politics, and Whitlam, who had been the Member of Parliament in my district in, in Werriwa in South West Sydney, offered me a job as his researcher. Right. So I worked there between 82 and 87. He was a very generous employer. You know, He'd always look after your interests. He then got appointed to be the um, Australian ambassador to UNESCO, based yep. in Paris. Yep. So I got to see Europe. You know, like I wow. grew up in public housing out near Liverpool. So to be wandering around the Eiffel Tower and the Arc de Triomphe and, and all the other European attractions, I, I had to pinch myself. How good is this? So I was very lucky as a young man through his generosity. And uh, but what, 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 what a phenomenon he was. Yeah, he, he was a big like brain, amazing, a classical Brilliant scholar. Brain. You know, whatever happened in ancient Greece, he could tell you. He'd know it all. Yeah, yeah. He he was a, a huge intellect and, and a big influence on Australian politics. Oh, could he any of the could good things the we have now, again? like sorry, could he fix the tigers? <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, there's a limit to everyone's ability, and I think Goff would have run into the hit the wall with the God tigers. Save I, the queen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Why, Goff didn't have much interest in sport. Let's put it that way. Probably uh, Greco-Roman wrestling would have been his expertise as a classical. Oh, I met his son Nick. You might do you yeah, yeah, much Nick to do with Nick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a very impressive. Like he was chairman yeah. of NRMA and yeah. what a ran the state bank for a while. Ran state bank, was, yeah. yeah. He's uh, well, he's a, he's an extraordinary man. Not not in the politics or anything. Is he? No, or? well, it's hard. The, the eldest son in that family, Tony Whitlam, Tony followed Whitlam, Goff yeah. in the politics, but. It was very hard to live in that shadow. What, a, mm. what an enormous shadow Goff cast. And Tony Whitlam had one term in Parliament and got turfed out basically because they were voting Whitlam out, just voting the name out. And he went on to be a judge of the federal court. So yeah. they're a very successful right. family uh, based on all that in- intelligence and drive and so see, imagination. See, see, when you started with Goff, did you ever imagine that you'd be where you are now as an independent and you know, running the, well, the One Nation one party? Nation. Yeah. Well, yeah. politics has changed a lot. And, and I probably cast my mind back to when I joined the Labor Party in, in Green Valley in 1979, which is a long time ago. Mm. But working people had clear aspirations. A, a, a well-paid job that was secure. Yep. Um, a straightforward approach to what's going on around mm-hmm. them. Uh, you know, call it a spade a spade. Yep. And then whack you over the head with it if they needed to. Yep. Like working people were straight down the line. Um, no bullshit about gender fluidity and political correctness yeah. and what mm. you can and can't say. Um, and most importantly for working people, a good education for their children yep. and leave something better for the next generation. So yep. I still believe in those core values. Mm. But Labor's drifted Medicare. off to the left. Uh, the Greens are, are worse. And um, I still think I'm true to those values. It's Can just I, yeah. that the politics around me has changed a lot. But I get a lot of positive feedback from people saying, keep calling out the bullshit in the schools, mm. keep calling out the bullshit in the media, and yeah. let's get back to the Australian things that have worked so successfully for our country for decades. I could just hear Bob Lee in my ear now going, <laughs> yes, mate, yes, mate. <laughs> and ordering another sandwich. <laughs> but you're spot on. I mean, I've got to say, I'm a bit of a closet poly yep. sort of follower. And um, yeah, over the years, mate, I've been very, very impressed with what you've done. Um, how you had the courage, I suppose, to, to leave the lefties and, and move into to One Nation. I mean, Pauline Hanson is obviously the leader of the, of the party and, um, and has been for, you know, for, for forever. Your move there versus what you've done at the ALP now at, at, at One Nation level for the state, are you, is it vastly different is in oh, what yeah, you very, can do and what you can't do because they're so politically correct in every way that they form everything. Am I right? Uh, well, the big difference is if you're in a, a big party, a major party, 
you can have your point of view, but get outvoted at the caucus, and you've got to yeah. follow what you think is a bullshit That's thing, right. supporting it in Parliament. But in a small party, you've got the freedom right. of really articulating what you believe in, being true to yourself, and that freedom for me in the state parliament's been tremendous. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, great. I was interesting. I reckon you would have been good in the cricket field. Cause I, was, I was reading a couple of quotes. I reckon you'd be a good sledger. Because um, one of these quotes here, you see, you once called John Howard an arse licker and the Liberal Party front bench a conga line of suck holes. That's brilliant sledging. Well, I was pretty lippy on the cricket field, i got to tell you. I had, was your best sledge? I had pretty a few brutal opinions. on the footy field. I had a few opinions, i got to say. Oh, it's so long ago to try and remember. Yeah. I, I was very passionate about my cricket. I, I, I played um, at Hurlston for our... Yes. We won the state knockout Beautiful. Uh, competition with one of your old colleagues, Tommy Shiner. Yeah, the, the great leg spinner uh, from Campbelltown. Yeah, yeah, from Ingleburn, Tommy. And I uh, love my junior career. We got interested in politics and, 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 and that's the passion and career that I've followed ever since. So, But I do have a 14-year-old daughter who's a, uh, a, a very tall, uh, hopefully quick bowler coming through. So really? women's cricket, girls' cricket is developing fantastically. It's and unbelievably I think, good. I obviously go and watch her a lot. That the technical prowess of some of these 13 and 14 year old yeah. girls is amazing. It and is. I know at senior level it's a little bit wild and woolly, but once these technically sound batters and bowlers come through, we're going to see a dramatic takeoff in the ability and watchability of, of women's cricket. And there is a genuine pathway now for young girls who want to go into a sport yeah. as a career, which, a is, which is wonderful. I've got two daughters and I've got a son as well, but um, you know, if they, they choose to go down that line, there mm. is a career then that can earn money and um, it's good. They're getting better and better. And, and there's a real purism about the way girls are playing sport. It's mm. not over-manufactured like a lot of men's sport is ha- these days. Haven't we gone through a massive revolution of women now yeah. in sport, in gen- gen- generally, in, in yeah. all sports, league, yeah. AFL, soccer, cricket? It's just phenomenal, you know? It and, is. And, and, and it is great to see that they've come to the task. I mean, they, yeah. their, their challenge now is... Equally as much as the as the as the men out there. The well, I tell you what, it's new, but it's sort of old-fashioned because the girls play for fun. They do. They play right. for the pure joy of the event, 100%. Uh, the competition, and they don't have as much sort of angst and aggression as the boys at yep. age say 15. Yep. But I think that fun-loving nature of the women's mm-hmm. game uh, sort of takes you back to when you played the game just for fun. I think that's great. It reminds me of that a lot. We might uh, take a little break now. We're at Beppy's here today for lunch, which is a bit of an Italian institution here in East Sydney. Stanley Street, and we're in a nice private little room here, and uh, it's a little bit cold outside, so we're going to warm the cockles with some pasta. I think we'll get some gnocchi. Um, we might share some squid ink cooked in a paper bag with prawns, mussels, and bongole, or yum, in a chilli and tomato sauce. Of course, we're going to have probably a nice uh, Barolo to go with this today, and we can't go without a Ben O'Brien's beer. Let's get started. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Spartan Sports is recognised as one of the world's most exciting and innovative sporting brands with a community focus. 
Our product range across cricket, rugby, football, volleyball, basketball and fitness has been developed to sell directly to any club, school, corporate or individual. Go to our website and order directly to your front door. www.spartansportshq.com Spartan Sports, unearth the warrior in you. So, Benny, you've been watching, obviously, watching a lot of the league this year. Yep. Um, there's lots of talk around the concussion, yeah. the HIA rules and that sort of stuff. Where, where do you think that is? Because I think we're getting – it is a contact sport, and I understand that we've got to try and rule out these high hits that are happening. But, you know, you've got to expect if you're playing the game, you're okay. going to get some knocks, aren't you? you? Look, you're spot on, Shane. And, and I've got to go back one step further because I, I think the game itself is frightened – of being sued and big yep. legal cases going forward. Yep. So they're overly careful now yep. with, with, with what they do, the rules and regulations of mm. concussion. I mean, on the weekend, I think I must, I must think there were 18 blokes that went on concussion reports. And, I mean, I, I don't know where it goes. I mean, they're, they're shit scared because out in, in, in the NFL, they got, they got sued for billions of dollars. Yep. You know? and, Class and, actions, yeah. And, and, and there are players I know... Who I used to play for, today, starting to look at compensation. Their wives are starting to say, "Well, mate, my husband is absolutely cooked. He's he's, he's fifty two years of age, and he's just cooked. He's no good. He can't, his memory's absolutely gone gone mm, to gowing." Sad, isn't it? And so they're going to go now at the game. I believe somehow down the track, and I'm, this is only what I'm, this is what because yeah. we're open and honest on your program yeah. here. I know for a fact that there are there are a few players' wives who are, are seeking ad, legal advice on, on on all this. Wow! And uh, I think what the game is now trying to show is that we're uh, you know the code of conduct now is we're, we're looking after the health of the of the people. Yeah, uh, but do you think also there's a bit of unreality about it? I, yeah. I watched totally the, say for thirty or forty years. I never saw a single bloke get up holding his neck. No, these so-called crusher tackles. Now mm. there's a lot of it happening deliberately to milk the penalty. You just never saw it. Never happened for decade after decade. Did you ever see anyone get up holding their neck out of a tackle? Because a lot of that's unavoidable. No. People are going to come over the top, and with some of the concussions, no one likes to see a player knocked out. Mm. But you've got to take account running style. Unfortunately, Tedesco yep. slides and dips yep. as he runs. So mm. you know. Pereira got put out for five or six weeks. Yep. But if you're sliding right. and dipping into someone who's coming to tackle That's you, right. they can't adjust in time and yep. you're going to get clobbered in the head. Yep. So, you know, I think it can go overboard. It can, but unfortunately the law is the law and, and there'll be, there'll be, I, th- I think there'll be some, some cases in the very near future. I think the mm. challenge in the game and the game now is saying, oh, look, we've taken responsibility. Since I've come into the game, we've nurtured and, and made sure that the health is our first and second, third well-being for the, for the players. And look, it, look, it is. I, I'd I like agree. See, I'd like to see some penalties for uh, milking. Yeah, I agree. Well, they have now. You know, they, they have. They, a they real, should start penalising some of these and I think they bludgers get, who, who, who yeah. get up holding holding yeah. their neck, wink, yeah. wink at their teammates, mm. and two minutes later they're running in a try. Bingo. I yeah. agree. Totally agree with that. I, I think yeah, we have to look at player safety, but not at the detriment of the game. I think the game should be played hard and fair. It is a contact sport. Um, but we don't want to see it end up a game in touch football, do we? No, we no, no. I agree. Look, at, but the game is probably at, oh, I've never seen it faster. Yeah, it's and they're bigger. Very physical. How big are the guys? And, and, and now you're seeing a, 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 a heap of young kids now coming to the game. Eighteen-year-old kids. Like you have a look at that young kid from Walker for playing for the Roosters at halfback. You know, you got uh, Joseph coming now also for the Roosters, who's who's absolutely going to be a super superstar. You, the game is so much more quicker now. 
it, that it, there's no places left for the Cameron Smiths of the world because you've got the young Harry Grants coming now who've got the young legs and the speed. And, and the old fellas, what they used to be able to get away with, cannot get away with that today. And this is what I find. Mm. The good coaches are in the top four. And you have a look at the good coaches, and that's who the top four is. Mm. And they've been able to adapt to the new rules. Very quickly. And the other ones have yeah. been left behind. Yeah. They're struggling big, big, big time. And, Danny, and that is the think, problem we've got. Do you got. think the Panthers in particular oh. have taken the game to a new level? They seem to have a structure Amazing. about their play that, that looks spontaneous, and, and they do have playmakers there. But they seem to put some uh, attacking... Um, um, challenging move on every single play against the defence. You, you know, know what they it's, do? It's, it's like when, you know when you used to play footy in the backyard and you used yeah. to play around and try things yeah. and throw it over you? That's what the Panthers look at. But they've got the professional aptitude with regards to the way they approach the game. And the most important factor I think that Cleary's got into them is that just enjoy yourself. And they do the basics right. And they enjoy the, the other day they were beat, they, they, they were winning by 30 points. And they scored a try in the corner. Yeah. And mate, all the kids jumped on each other and they celebrated yeah. like we used to do it you know, in the park. It's good to see you. You run around with a big yeah. jo- high fives. I saw the Tigers score a try the other day. And they came and gave them a little tap on the back. And I thought, there's got to be a yeah. lot of difference in there. There's, there's, it, there's something about that, 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 that body language that, the, that they... That's because it was 36-8, mate. <laughs> but, but you jump they, they celebrate like they've just scored the try in the last minute to win the game and they're winning by no, 40 no, points we, we all love that but there's something about it. their play yeah. well you see teams that just hit up hit, hit up and then sort of a block play out the back but the Panthers challenge the defence every single play oh, and every, I reckon this is yeah. taking the game to a new level if you're enjoying this episode, why don't you check out a previous episode where I talked to another politician, our Premier Gladys Berejiklian and Todd Greenberg. We talk all things sport, music and politics. Hey, Benny, I want to ask you a quick question because you've obviously done really well post-sporting career. Yeah. Um, and I read in the paper every day about a, a sportsman who... Things are going wrong for him, you know. I'm um, not saying that Stuart McGill's done anything wrong, but you're reading about him. You're reading about. I'm hearing Michael Slater teeing off from from the Maldives, saying he deserves more and he should have special treatment. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. How can we better educate our players to have a career? Because the average length of any sporting career across every sport across the world is only four years. You see, Shana, and you should know this in your yeah. in your because you played cricket yourself, and there there is a lifespan of sport. Unfortunately, you know, there's a time when you've got to say, this is the end and I've got to move into a new... It's like reading a good book. The book is finished and you've got yep. to pick up a new one. Yep. And you try and find a better book than you read the, the book before. And the principles that you have reading that good book and all the principles that made you a good sports person, the disciplines, the hard yep. work, the sacrifices, all these... They're, 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 they're just so important to you and you leave that into the next phase of your life and when you become ill-disciplined and you hang out with bad bad eggs you're going to become that part and you've just Mm. realised what got you to your success in your sport not just Mm. rugby and it was it was mateship it was working together it was relying on the bloke that if you fell over he was going to be picking you up good old fashioned values it is and it goes back to that and that's all I was taught my old man he was my greatest education God rest his soul he was my hero I would look at him and all he would say, son, whenever I got into trouble, I'd work harder. 
and he'd get another job. To make, he had seven children, brought up seven children. We had food on the table every every night. We had a roof over our top, yep. and he made sure that he gave us the best education that he could possibly do. And if that was to work three jobs, he did it. And I watched that. And you, you, you can't learn that. You've watched that, and you just inherit that, 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 those values. And I saw that, and I just find whenever I get into trouble, I'm in a corner. And people out there, when you think you think, you can't, you know, it can't get any worse. The only way out of it is hard work. And it really is. There's, there's nothing else. There's no magic pill or no lotion it's you can not. put on your face that you think you can just do and become wham, bam, I'm going to become successful. Mate, it's hard work. Did you draw much from your sporting days and take that to your, your working life or your lessons? Oh, not overly. I've no. always used sport as a, an outlet, a relief, okay. an enjoyment. Yep. You know, one of the things that disappoints me is that you go to sporting events and there's a political component. You can go to mm. a Dragons game and they give you a lecture about the Uluru statement for yeah. reconciliation yeah. there's yeah. Um, there's um, you know uh, gender politics sexuality politics gay marriage and all that most people myself included go to sporting events to get away from politics yeah you know you go to watch the quality of the athletes the the, the intensity of the competition and cheer on in a tribal way your team so I, I think um, uh, sport uh, most notably say you know the way they punted Israel Folau out of rugby union yeah has made a huge mistake by putting a political component in that the fans don't want, the fans never ask for, and it's a real indulgence that's, um, you know, sullied part of the game. So I like to keep politics and sport as separate as possible, and nothing um, disappoints me more than going to a sporting event and hearing about the shit I'm trying to get away from does, in, but, but, in yeah. Parliament, but you does, know? does work in politics, I, I don't know, I just, I, I see you on television, and sometimes I, I'm reading your face going, it must just shit you that the frustration you get out of the, the boundaries of politics, I suppose, and how um, sometimes hand-tied you are not be able to do what you want to do. Is that, do you find it frustrating? Uh, well, I'm, I'm in a more independent, yeah. outspoken space at the moment. Mm. But, you know, one thing about politics and sort of the talk of where the madness yeah. comes from yeah. and, and all this uh, social engineering, political correctness, trying to control our yep. language, our values yep. and behaviour, the lefties have got no life away from politics. They are 24-7 living politics. Yes. And it's not normal, mm. it's not balanced, it's not regular, and uh, that's part of the problem, that the, these media types and, and everyone trying to tell us to change our lives have got no lives themselves. And sport is a great Australian outlet for getting away from serious stuff, your workplace, your troubles, whatever they might be, and just enjoying the beauty of supporting oh, your team. Mate, and we're losing a bit you. of that. We're losing a bit of that. Mm. I, I love listening to you, man. I really do. I, I, um, it's refreshing because you really don't give any political correctness in your delivery of what you believe mm. in, which is... Yeah. Very well welcoming from myself, and I reckon from the majority of the people out there, they just don't want to admit it. And I know if you're in the ALP, and half the things that you say, they would absolutely bomb. That 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 rip your absolute backside out of the out, out of oh, you. Oh yeah, I there's no one. There, no. I mean, you, you're not obviously not a member still of the ALP. No, not a long time out because they've drifted off to a very different agenda. But uh, you know, there's a. There's an honesty and there's something refreshing about being able to So how to do you get your party to be stronger? Well, we run for elections. We've got a by-election in Upper Hunter on yeah. Saturday week and hoping to do well. So, yeah. But even in the parliament... Are you a chance? Well, you know, we're a minor party. We're, we're up against it. We're outsiders. But if you raise the right issues in parliament and put the pressure on the system, you do see some mm. change. And I can point to, you know, a dozen or so big achievements in two years that, that I've had in the state parliament. That's 
what it's all about, representing people and, and, and trying to get those achievements for the public. Mark, but on the, on the outspokenness, Benny, I'll tell you hmm. what I'm going to do. I'll make yep. an offer. Yeah. You and me will go back down to that Balmain board <laughs> and, and sort them right out, mate. Put me in as your spokesperson. Mate, the Balmain board's all right. It's the West say, Tigers well, board. They're, okay, if they're the problem... <laughs> Set me upon them, nah, and, and we'll walk out. We'll get Bob Lee on as a director and, as well. And, and, yeah. And yeah, yeah, big time. He'll, he'll sort Bring it out, mate. Bring out the big guns. That's and, right. We, while we're talking about some controversial places, yeah. Richer. Now, man, he, Rich, Richard, <laughs> my God, you guys, I mean, I've seen you headbutt each other till oh, someone man. faints. Uh, we had a night there on Sky News. That's my infamous. goodness. We really yeah. played into each other. Oh, no, called no, you the no, King no. Rat. Yeah, no, I got stuck in the end for being a crook. That's right. Uh, you brought up the so medics. There was no holes barred. Oh, my God. Cage match. It was the best TV of all time. Like a cage match against a bloke in a wheelchair. So uh, <laughs> I didn't feel good about that. But the best bit was off air. Because in the, in, the, in the break, you know, you'd think in the break, you'd sort of ease off. Yeah. Just bung it on to the cameras. In the, in the break, I said, listen, Richard, when you fucking die, mate, they're going to write you up as a crook. I said, what are I going to write you up as? I said, well, I'll bloody say I was probably an arsehole and I didn't like me, but I won't say I was a crook. So in the break, it was more intense than poor old Paul Murray. Really? Paul wow. Paul Murray, who was the host of the show, oh, he, he didn't know where He had know. no hope. I think he, he just turned his mic off. It was brilliant. Mate, it was, I got I it. it. Yeah, I, I'll sorry. never forget you. Oh, it was brilliant. It was a handy brilliant. stoush, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like you and Mario Fennec. Oh, yeah. mate, that made it look like a walk in the park. That that was absolutely brutal. Brought up Ron Medic. You brought up Ron Medic. Oh, yeah. So, mate, you're no. getting money off a bloke who's a murderer. Oh, my. Now, Mark, I, 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 ask every, I ask every guest on the show, Mark, the same question. Um, and the question is, if there was a young boy or girl who wanted to go into politics right now, what advice would you give them? Well, follow your beliefs. Be true yep. to yourself. Yep. And I've had times in politics where you could lose the vote 20 to 1 and you're in the one-vote minority. Yep. And I say to young people, always remember, just because you're in the minority doesn't mean you're wrong. Persevere, yep. put your ideas out there, and you may well find a few advice. years later that the 20 who, who voted against you will be saying, we had it wrong, yep. and you were right. So never be afraid of uh, losing a vote, of being in the minority, and always be true to your beliefs. Well said. And I, I had a position like that, actually, yeah. in the Super League. I actually voted for the Super League, and I got up in front of the 500 members. Yep. We had an offer from News Corporation mm-hmm. for the Balmain Tigers. I'll never forget this. And I got four votes out of 520 people at the meeting. And eight of them were my, eight of those people at the, at the meeting were my family. So yeah, you got four I, votes. I got four votes. <laughs> but I was very adamant. But you've got to listen to this, Shane. Yeah. You had News Corporation offering you $7 million for the next seven years, 49 million bucks. Yep. Guaranteed the Balmain Tigers to stay as they were. Or the option was the uh, the uh, the ARL had a two a two million dollar interest free loan from Optus Vision, mm-hmm. and I thought it was no. So I went and approached the board at the time. Neil Whitaker was the, yep. the chairman, and there was Dawn Fraser there, mm-hmm. Alex Hamley was Hepler. and I presented my case. That, and I knew that you had no. And you talk about the one in twenty people that you. I knew because I had Blocker Roach and Ciro and Keith Barnes and all the legendary got up and they were all very loyal to the ARL at the time. But sometimes you've just got to get business in there and longevity and look after your backside. And that was the case going to be with with News Corporation. And two weeks later, after that happened, they merged. And 
under that, we had to merge with the West Tigers. They, 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 we, we were told that you would not be included in any form of way, the Balmain or the West faction, gotcha. if yeah. you did not merge. And so we became the West Tigers. So we are here. But I'm just saying, you talk about the one in, in 20, you do believe in what you believe in and you stay strong by it, I couldn't be more, more supportive. And that's the greatest advice I reckon you could give anyone, whether it be in politics or in sport 100%. or yep. in life in general. Yep. And I agree. And I want to say to both of you, thanks for coming on the show and, and, and make sure you still keep saying what you think because it is refreshing. You do have a lot of supporters out there. Number one being Bob Lee, Mark. <laughs> but, uh, but look, thanks for coming on the show. We're going we'll to break some bread now, have a nice lunch here at Beppy's and, um, and an O'Brien's beer as well. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Cheers. God bless you. That's it for Lunch with Lee this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Mark Latham and Ben Elias. Thanks to our sponsors, Athlon Partners, Spartan Sports and O'Brien Beer. And a special thank you goes to Beppies for having us at lunch today. Make sure you hit subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And do us a favour, hit five stars if you're passionate. Please leave a review. Come check us out on our socials on Instagram. I'm at Lunch with Lee. Next week, we'll be changing some more legends about music, sport and business on another cracker episode of Lunch with Lee. We'll see you then. Do-